Welcome to East West Variety Show. Conversations that cross borders, engage minds, and uplift spirits. Hosted by Silver and Emily. Are you a slave? Then you cannot be a friend. Are you a tyrant? Then you cannot have friends. Said by Nietzsche. Today we will discuss what is a good recipe for a wholesome friendship. What are your thoughts on that, Silver? Oh my gosh, this is one of my favorite quotes. And as our lives are pretty much all about relationships and friendships, mm-hmm. it is that concept of realizing who we are in the formula of relationships and how we behave, how we think, and how we treat others, including ourselves in the process. It's a very potent quote, Mm -hmm. and it just addresses both extremes of human behavior. Because when you're a tyrant, Mm -hmm. right, Uh, you know, the, the, the whole beach of narcissists right there hangs out and when you're a slave (laughs) there's a a camp doormat Mm -hmm. i was thinking yeah there's no not enough self-respect no 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 i mean narcissists don't have any respect either Mm -hmm. because it's it's a path of self-centeredness entitlement and a lot of inner hatred yeah It, it looks very differently on the outside, but inside it's another ball game. Mm-hmm. And both of them are the extremes. And in this quote, Nietzsche emphasizes that when you're very self-centered, right, when you don't care about anybody else, mm-hmm. then you can't truly be a friend. And then when you are a people pleaser, a doormat, you're not true, really. You mm-hmm. are just doing that you assume that other people want you to do uh, just to look good in their eyes, mm-hmm. to get acceptance, mm-hmm. uh, to be liked, right? Yeah. It, it just, it's just insane. So the big question is, what is the, the, the golden middle path for this quote? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So... What do you think is the the perfect recipe that we can cook up to have wonderful relationships? Mm-hmm. Well, I looked at this question uh, in two parts. So the first part being um, not just friendship, any any type of relationship, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be romantic of nature or if it's siblingship, friendship, any kind. Yes. Okay. So to me, to me, it all boils down to uh, compatibility and core values mm-hmm. when we're talking about relationship. So there's this, that's part one and part two, how to make it wholesome. To me, it's all about harmony there's a give and take, there's respect, there's kindness uh, involved. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to uh, kind of explore uh, the compatibility aspect and the core values. And it's, it's you know, it's pretty much self-explanatory and it depends on, you know, what personality type you are and what your beliefs are and... Uh, when I've been talking about beliefs, it's not, it's not just religion. I'm of course not. It's other things too, right? <laughs> it's like anybody with a half brain and common sense will get that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, if you don't have the same core values as the other person, you're going to enter in conflict. Mm-hmm. And, and the more conflicts you have, there's going to be resentment. Oh, yeah. And that is a recipe for failure in a relationship. Absolutely. And just lots of heartaches. Um, funny enough, I was watching a a YouTube video today about psychology. And uh, that was one of the seven signs they mentioned, uh, having the same core values to have someone who's worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's the main key. 
to be honest, mm -hmm. that the core values yeah. is the main key for compatibility, right? Absolutely. Because by the end of the day, there's, you can go on only so many dates, you can go on so many trips and have a blast and, and laugh about this and laugh about that mm -hmm. and enjoy the experiences. Mm -hmm. But if not in the big picture, you are not looking with the same eyes mm -hmm. in a certain way. It's it's kind of like, like putting on a glasses, right? Yeah. And I'm not talking about pink glasses. <laughs> I'm talking about glasses of uh, mindset yes. and those core values, right? Mm -hmm. Like in your compass of values, the integrity, uh, the, the moral values. And I'm not talking about religious morality, just no, <laughs> not that one. Yeah. Those are these key brick foundational elements that have to be in place. Mm -hmm. Right. Because in all honesty, when you look at a lot of people who have chemistry, right, yeah. there's a different types of chemistries. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, sexual chemistry. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The core values are just like day and night. How long do you think that's going to last? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it, for sure, there's going to be conflicts. Um, so to give an example, I was thinking of. Uh, say in a romantic relationship mm -hmm. somebody who wants to a family and then somebody who doesn't want a family <sighs> Ooh, that's not gonna work that really isn't going to work even if <sighs> they're both very kind souls and compatible in any every other way well this one is a huge one oh it's just, yeah <laughs> and that's what they call a biggie <laughs> yeah. and so that's just an example of uh, between a, a romantic partner but what about friendship i was thinking about say if a person who is extremely extroverted mm -hmm. and wants to uh, party all the time and have social gatherings and is extremely attached to other people and then you have this friend who is extremely introverted mm -hmm. who is so drained with the social interaction and then they need their me time mm -hmm. in both cases it's fine i understand mm -hmm. i'm not an extrovert i'm an introvert <laughs> um and so are you yes um but some people grow up with so much socialization that they think that it is the norm, it is normal, and it could be, it could be very much the norm for extroverts, mm -hmm. but they start resenting others who don't share the same values. They will meet their friends and their introverted friends will say, hey, I, I kind of want to have some time for myself they will take it the bad way they'll take it personally which is ridiculous yeah exactly yeah they'll take it personally and say well why don't you want to hang out with me why come on we're a team we're a partner we're like we we're besties mm -hmm. so they'll take it as an insult well that's immature to begin with especially when you know that one is an extrovert another one is an introvert mm -hmm. and the biggest difference is the charging processes mm -hmm. so introverts they are recharged by internal stimuli mm -hmm. and a, a lot of downtime so to speak and then extroverts by external stimuli and anybody who has a problem with that and disrespects one or another or takes it personally, it's just a dumbass. <laughs> it's like, seriously, yeah. Yeah. like you want to socialize every night of the week? Well, go and have a blast. Mm -hmm. So what? Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay at home. I'm going to make my tea and read my book and I'm a happy camper, mm -hmm. right? And that's where the compatibility to me is when it comes to these different personality types, mm -hmm. right? Uh, extroverts, introverts, and ambiverts, mm. like having respect yeah. 
for how we would like to spend our time recharging, yeah. right? Is in downtime or it's socializing, whatever it is. And when people don't respect mm-hmm. each other, they take things personally. Yeah. Oh, but you you should be going out, you know, with me every weekend and blah, blah, blah. Or uh, why don't you stay longer? Mm-hmm right? Like there's a social gathering. And let's say as introverts, you know, one hour, two hour in and, you know, we're just like, hey, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. Right. And you respectfully for yourself first, like you should be priority first. You listen to your body. You listen to what you need. You need to drink, you drink. You need to eat, you eat. You need to go home, you go home, period. No discussion. Mm -hmm. You do what is right for you. So you excuse yourself and you go your merry way. And anybody who has a problem with that, yeah, well, <laughs> now <laughs> that's on you, buddy. Yeah. Now the thing can be said for the introvert in the in this scenario, this hypothetical scenario, mm-hmm. where the introvert friend, say, has declined, I don't know, five six times in a row, of, uh, hanging out with that very extroverted friend Mm -hmm. it's it's a bummer for that other friend to get rejected all the time oh totally and so at this point they have to recognize that oh my extroverted friend needs a little something from me you know it's i need to keep in touch more with that friend Mm -hmm. and if you can't recognize that you're also not compromising Yeah, you have to find the happy middle ground. Let's say if the introvert is declining invitations, let's say to huge conventional parties, Mm -hmm. well, okay, you know, huge conventions, mucho people, you know? Yes. Like it's too people out there, (laughs) I like to say. Yeah. And it can be resolved by simply talking out. Like, hey, listen, I don't do big public thingies, huge concerts. I don't. But yeah. I love you. I would love to hang out with you. Why don't we go to movies? Yeah. Why don't we catch a dinner? See, yeah. like the introvert is interested in a friendship, but not in that super public setting. Mm-hmm. So you have to find a way if you value this friendship with this person. Yes. Right. It's not just black and white and that's to it yeah you have to be honest with yourself and the other person yeah right otherwise you wouldn't be friends yeah it's a good compromise from both sides yeah yeah like you want to spend quality time together well the concerts is not my gig mm-hmm. and uh maybe let's go to a stand-up comedy show, yeah. right? Yeah. Less people, but still, you know, social outing. Yeah. And if the person, let's say the extrovert, is, you know, mature enough mm-hmm. and values the friendship, he could be fine, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't need anybody to hold his hand and in, in, the, in a concert. He's going to have 10 more people and make 10 more friends on the way. Yeah. So this ties into the give and take aspect, the harmony aspect of the friendship that, in my opinion, makes it wholesome. Mm -hmm. Both parties must feel like it's fair, whether it's in terms of effort or attention or financial. Well, financial, it's more for like intimate relationships. Uh, But sometimes it can happen, the financial part in friendship. And usually... This fairness is, uh, it, it comes up in discussions between the, the two parties. Um, so when I think about financial, I'm thinking about there was a time where I went to a national park with my friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was paying for the entrance fee. Mm-hmm. And she was going to pay me back, but she had forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I had to remind her. But to see, the thing is, she's very, she never forgets when somebody owes her money. Mm-hmm. But when she owes somebody money, sometimes she does forget. <gasps> Selective <laughs> memory, anybody? <laughs> <laughs> which, which, yeah, it's just. It was a one-time thing. It was a one-time thing. It's not all the time. Well, for me, because um, I'm very... I'm very careful with friendship and money. I usually don't mix the two. 
mm-hmm. because uh, money is one of the things that can ruin relationships. Mm. And so that's why I don't like to mix the two. Uh, at some point when I was thinking, I was touch- I was just talking with her about wanting to start my own business, maybe on Etsy online, selling oh, yeah. <laughs> things I make. And then she was so excited for me and so happy for me that she started planning for me. And then she said, oh, you're going to have to make an Instagram and the marketing and all of that. And I can do that for you. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a business partnership. And in my head, like, whoa, what? <laughs> that escalated fast. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> and don't give me more. I love her. I love her. And and uh, she's a very dear and very close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. However, I don't mix the two usually. Um, mm. Especially because to me, sure, I don't, I'm not pro at, social media platforms but that i can definitely learn it and it's something that i think that i can do myself mm-hmm. uh, why why take like 50 percent of of my income just for that mm-hmm. so anyway she, she started to jump the ship and then plan all of that and then getting so excited but i wasn't in the same vibe and she didn't catch that and mm-hmm. i felt too to quite intimidated, frankly speaking, to burst her bubble. Hmm. But it fizzled out. It fizzled out. And, um, and also at the same time, I think she was in a, in a phase where she wasn't happy with, with her career. Uh-huh. And she just wanted an out. And she, she saw that as an opportunity. Hmm. That's very plausible indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so I feel like communication definitely plays a huge role in keeping a positive relationship, especially friendship. That was, I guess that was on my part. I I should have burst in a bubble. Uh, (laughs) I I should have, but, uh, I, I did give her a realistic expectation too. I said to her, look, listen, I'm just talking about this right it's not set in motion and i haven't decided 100 percent yet to do this Mm -hmm. so i did not want her to the next day hand in her resignation and then be like (laughs) yeah let's do this let's do this um let's do this right Mm -hmm. um i at the time i had my own career in in the medical field Mm -hmm. and uh it was just a thought and i just I just wanted to brainstorm and maybe talk to her what my thoughts were. I didn't expect her to jump the gun like that. Right, right. And like you said, it seemed that she was unhappy with her career. So she saw that as opportunity. That was something exciting, something new. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why all the enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it was more about her than you. Mm-hmm. to be honest, right? Because when people are unhappy with what they have and they want it out, uh, they're going to jump at any opportunity. And like you said, it fizzled out, yeah. right? Easy comes, easy goes. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's to it. Uh, when it comes to partnerships, uh, like friendships and uh, business, mm-hmm. it is definitely about finding a balance. Yes. It's not only a case of a good communication. It's about finding balance. Mm-hmm. And I've seen many businesses where friends uh, begin, everything is peachy mm-hmm. and great. And then, oopsie-daisy, you discover other parts of your friends that you didn't know they had. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And... When you enter a business, a partnership with your friends, it should not be done because you're friends. It should be done that you share the same values. Yes. You work together yeah. well, right? Because that's what it is. Business is about 
they co-create a process and when all elements are complementing each other right mm -hmm. like you have your strengths i have my strength mm -hmm. uh, you roll this way i roll that way and a good recipe for a friendship a relationship a business is the compatibility and organic organic mm -hmm. complementary action mm -hmm. and like I said, uh, I've seen a lot of businesses that thrive because they know where they excel at. Mm -hmm. They complement each other. Their synergy, which is beautiful, right? Yeah. And then others just wither out. Yeah, because they did not look at. Well, we are. Let's say they have great ideas, but they're both. Uh, uh, they're both. Uh, uh, technologically challenged. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, well, at this point you hire someone. Yeah. 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 I mean, delegation is huge, mm -hmm. huge. Like I know what I excel at and what I suck at. Yeah. Okay. Period. And you know what you're good at and what you suck at. Yeah. And that's to it. It's not good or bad. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And when you have somebody on your ship that complements and can do things that you don't like or you don't excel at, mm -hmm. that's when you have a good team. Yeah. You focus what you're good at and delegate everything else. Yeah, absolutely. So what you don't want to end up having in this business partnership, uh, friendship thing is to start saying things like, why is she not doing this? Why is she? Why am I doing all of this? And, and then you start to feel like it's not fair. Uh huh. And that's when you start resenting. Ooh. And, and the then deadly smell it, of resentment. Mm -hmm. And it breaks the friendship. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. So that's. Yeah, you know, that's my take on that. And of course, there's respect and there's kindness. Huge. And now let's talk about respect for a moment here. Mm -hmm. Okay. And because I strongly believe that uh, it shouldn't be limited to only with those you want to have a relationship with. Of course. Okay. It should be given and received to strangers from strangers. It should be... A universal. Base. Well, yeah. Use your blinkers. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it should be a thing. Universal basic. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's common <laughs> it should, sense. A universal standard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, and so even more so, if you want to have a relationship with that person, um, and then kindness is the same thing. Universal basic. Mm -hmm. I mean. <laughs> It is absolutely impossible not to have a relationship. See, mm -hmm. we are constantly in some sort of relationship. Like, is that being out on the street, right? You're driving, you're on going down the road. You're having a relationship with everybody around you, mm -hmm. right? Like you're in a traffic, you're having a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then there are those who are, you know, <laughs> here road rage is like second nature. Uh, well, California too. But at any rate, you're having these relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're moving and you're interacting, mm -hmm. right? Somebody speeds, somebody cuts you off, somebody uses blinkers, somebody flips you off. It's all part of the relationship. It's interaction. Mm -hmm. Then you go into the store again. It's not all about most of the communication actually is nonverbal. So there's again interaction. Interaction mm -hmm. is communication. And when you're respectful, you don't spit on somebody's face because you don't like their hairstyle. Mm. You know? That's just me. And then again, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can go on and on and on from uh, being on the road to the barista, to getting your coffee, right? Yeah. You, you might never see that barista again in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To to people you live with that yeah. you see every day, sometimes fortunately and sometimes unfortunately. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. we're constantly in relationships. So going back to the universal um, respect, mm-hmm. you have to be aware of it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's not just reserved for people I like. Who cares? Treat others like you want to be treated, period. Mm-hmm. 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 Because you never know. I hate when it's selective, because like, mm. if it's selective, it's not true. Oh, we humans so biased. Hmm. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about <laughs> uh, about those, you know, those people at work who uh, show extreme respect only for the managers and those who have higher title, but well, they, they treat... affect their paycheck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, there's such a suck up to Ugh. to those well, power. Well, those slaves, those doormats, those oh yeah, uh, people pleasers. See, like, when, okay, uh, before you said the give and take mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. Uh, I I personally don't like that terminology because okay. that instantly is business interaction, give and take. Okay, because it it contradicts the term unconditional love. See, like, in general, most of us have been taught mm-hmm. to have conditional love, which is the business transaction of give and take. I give you this good, you give me that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, barter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, business one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So with that particular uh, work situation, these uh, bootlickers, right, to managers and higher titles, well, what else are they going to do? They want to raise, they want a Christmas bonus, they want to look good, they want to get their approval. Mm -hmm. So they're going to do what they think is the right thing to do to get all that. So everybody else, you know, (laughs) you can go for a walk. I'm not interested in you. I can't get anything out of you. Mm -hmm. That's the logic. Yeah. And it's very sad. Mm. And it's not only work where such uh, uh, such interactions happen. A lot of relationships are based on that. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I get out of you? Right? And if if I don't benefit from you, well, hasta la vista, baby. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. Uh, I'm thinking mm-hmm. the reason why I said give and take, I'm thinking about, uh, say, more of an, an abstract point of view, like attention. You give attention and you receive attention in some form. Uh, if we go back to that example of um, of the introvert, with friends with the extrovert mm-hmm. uh if the introvert never gives any attention to the extrovert that's not going to last that friendship and then the same the same way uh with the introvert if the extrovert never gives any attention to the introvert uh that friendship will fizzle out fizzle out exactly it'll fizzle out yeah what you're talking is co-creative process see okay. it's not per se, give and take. I mean, it could squeeze in. It just, those terms just rub me off wrong. <laughs> so co-creative process, it's like a dance, yeah. right? When you have two partners, mm-hmm. one takes step here, you take step there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this dance, right? Sometimes somebody's doing, you know, a little solo here and another one is doing a little solo there. And then you get back pulled in together and uh, voila. Mm-hmm. Right, it is a co-creative process, mm-hmm. right? And you are doing it because you like dancing with the other person. You like creating, playing, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And another thing uh, with uh, introverts, extroverts, people is that you can't force things. If you have to force, mm-hmm. it means it's not true. Yeah. Right. Let's say that introvert forcing themselves to go out. That that is not true to themselves. Yeah. And they might feel obligated, which is a terrible feeling, and then the resentment kicks in and whatnot, vice versa. Mm-hmm. 
And when we really look at ourselves, like truly look in the mirror, when we love something, we enjoy something, we don't have to be told to do that. Mm -hmm. Like if you enjoy somebody's company, you don't have to be told or write on a to-do list, hang out with this person today. Mm -hmm. Do you do that? No. Exactly. So, so <laughs> when you have to write that down, yeah. now that's a problem. You feel like it's an obligation. You have to live up to some kind of imaginary thing, right? Yeah. So how do you differentiate between compromise and uh, feeling obligated to do something? Mm. <laughs> guilt trips. Gotta love guilt trips. Okay. So... <laughs> uh, I have a lot of extroverts in my life mm -hmm. and, uh, okay. Most people think I'm an extrovert. Fail. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> mm -hmm. So until I got to the point where I realized, uh, yeah, I'm not really extrovert. I mean, the first big chapter of my life, very social. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I believe that I'm an extrovert mm -hmm. until I got to that point where I realized being drained, being doing too much and exhausting myself, X, Y, Z. So when I arrived at that point where I knew what is good for me mm -hmm. and started respecting myself and putting away the guilt of not constantly being involved in all the social activities, mm -hmm. right? It's like, uh, I, I remember living back in LA and one of my girlfriends, uh, <laughs> pretty much every other night, let's go to Hollywood. As we are, you know, going out, I, I just more and more realized that I start dreading it, mm -hmm. right? It, it's fun to be with her, absolutely. Yeah. But these long nights till like two or three in the morning, like, come on, Ooh. I need my sleep. Yeah, yeah. And and what I did was I I cut the crap about the guilt that I was feeling when I started saying no. Mm -hmm. And the best part was like, she's like, okay, no problem. And she moves on. Mm, okay. And I was like, she took it well. I was like, what the hell? I was guilt tripping myself. <laughs> So I started limiting my own exposure to it. Yeah. And it got to the point where I was like, okay, I can do maybe one or two a month. That's it. Mm -hmm. And if I feel uh, I'm done with this evening, I'm done. Mm -hmm. You know, like no guilt tripping. Yeah. Like I'm listening to myself. Yeah. Knowing yourself and work what works for yourself and having that respectful communication. Mm -hmm. that's the key to it all mm -hmm. right it's same like ordering things from the menu yeah you want this i want that and if you have a problem or vice versa about what are you ordering well you have a problem <laughs> yeah like like a huge yeah i know i problem. get it it's it's like if you have a conflict already for something so small mm -hmm. then what about the big things exactly Exactly. And respect comes from loving yourself. Respect comes from honoring yourself. Mm -hmm. You will never, ever, ever see a person who loves themselves mm -hmm. and disrespect other people. Never. Mm -hmm. It's just not possible. Absolutely mm -hmm. impossible. That equation doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. But the person who doesn't respect themselves, doesn't honor themselves, mm -hmm. they're going to disrespect other people. Same like people who like other people lie to themselves first. Mm -hmm. So everything is first. So it, on the topic of respect, uh, I kind of wanted to go back to the quote, are you a slave? Mm -hmm. Then you cannot be a friend. And we've talked about how, uh, you know, in a, in a work setting and if you're you're sucking up to these managers oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and it's all about being a slave and all that. Mm -hmm. I actually have a different interpretation of this quote. Sure. And I'm thinking about, say, if you, if you're friends with the tyrant, 
and <laughs> and you get you know you have that tyrant holds control over you, and you are afraid to upset that person. Mm -hmm. To me, you're a slave in this friendship. Well, we can't even call it a friendship, mm -hmm. right? Because it, it isn't. Mm -hmm. And tying into the respect aspect is that these people don't have enough self-respect to walk away from that toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what we call this in psychology? What? <laughs> Narcissist and empath 101. Uh, it's a traditional setting right yeah. there. And speaking from experience, it's a it's extremely toxic environment to be at. Because yeah. here's the kicker. Tyrant doesn't respect themselves nor the other. Slave doesn't respect themselves nor the other. Mm -hmm. The dynamic, the dynamic is of not being enough. Mm -hmm. Okay, and let's say, okay, this comes from the Toltec wisdoms, that people who are looking at the world with the eyes of fear, mm -hmm. okay, fear doesn't respect anything. Love respects everything. Mm -hmm. So when you're fearful, you're controlling. When you're fearful, you are worrying about things. When you are fearful, you are not trusting yourself or anybody else, mm -hmm. right? So where do you think control freaks come from? It's all fear. Yeah. It's all fear. Mommy dearest, it's all fear. And then the, the opposition. See, like everything in this universe is all about the balance. Mm -hmm. Okay? You have to have the, the balance out equation. So mm -hmm. if there's going to be somebody on the extreme of the control and tyranny, you have to have something of equal value. Mm -hmm. So that's the slave, master and the slave. Yeah. Uh, and actually Nietzsche is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of his hallmark uh, themes that he talks about, master-slave relationship, mm -hmm. if you like. And the slave right? They are not loving themselves mm -hmm. enough to draw the boundaries. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. In any relationship, you don't have to have extremes to understand that you have your preferences, you have your needs mm -hmm. and desires, and you know what is best for you. Yeah. And I, I encounter mm -hmm. so many people in these type of relationships. Oh, yeah. And myself included, actually, mm. uh, not too long ago, right? Yeah. The break show. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I walked away from that one uh, mm -hmm. about time. But a lot of empaths are those with a lot more empathy would find themselves victims of narcissists. They're very good at seeking out who they can control. Well, it's the magnetism. It's the magnetism. Uh, re remember, it's all about the balance and that magnetism of that they are just like these puzzle pieces, like these magnets, like... Mm -hmm. Narcissist and empath, they just, they just feel each other. It, it just... The chemistry of the universe, mm -hmm. right? And there is... A very beautiful thing when an empath mm -hmm. realizes that they can do something about it. Mm. It's great to have an empathy. It's great to be compassionate. It's great to help other people out and being supported. That's all fantastic. Mm -hmm. But being a doormat, somebody who's been pushed around, somebody who's been controlled, mm -hmm. that's not healthy. No. That's not healthy. And once you realize that, what is happening, mm -hmm. right? If you are in a relationship with a narcissist, mm -hmm. the best thing you can do is walk away. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is <laughs> this is such a good life advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that gravitational pull has been around since the beginning of time. That's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people... Uh, 
condemn narcissists and I understand why uh, they can bring a lot of pain mm -hmm. and toxicity mm -hmm. and harm. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, <laughs> I've come to a conclusion that they can help you open your eyes oh, they can. to see how much you love or don't love yourself. Mm -hmm. Because when you start loving yourself, you will not give in to the manipulations. You will not give in exactly. to control. And you will see when they are trying mm -hmm. to gaslight you, yeah. right? They, you will just notice that instantly. It's going to mm -hmm. be like the, the sun came out yep. and the fog disappears. See? And it won't work. Yes, exactly. Is that Greg's show or, you know, the that... Uh, the golfer dude uh there's so many examples and it's it's not about hating them and what kind of terrible people they are thanks to them we know better yeah and it's a beautiful thing and some people never get to that point mm -hmm. they just sit in their victim mentality mm -hmm. and here's the thing narcissists can have victim mentality and empath can have victim mentality mm -hmm. And once you get out of it, right, you see things as they are and without blaming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you wouldn't be there if not for that person. Like, you wouldn't be here with me if not for the Greg show. Yeah. See? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yesterday, I spoke to a friend of mine who's also on the server, and it was random. He he just asked me, like, hey, can I talk to you? And usually he never does. Um, and so it made me think about him because of uh, uh, he's going through a divorce mm -hmm. and in a custody battle. Mm -hmm. And he's a total doormat. Mm -hmm. um, but he's realizing it now. And it's better now than never. Mm -hmm. You know, better late than never. And uh, what's surprising and very very uplifting is that he said to me he started to go back into his faith and mm -hmm. whatever it is i didn't ask but he started praying and he started praying for the goodness and all that and and then it's like a miracle happened because Aww. then his family started reaching out to him offering help, offering support. And he was so surprised. He's like, even my brothers that I haven't spoken with since 2016, and I never had a good relationship with them, they offered support. Aww. And he, well, honestly, truly, he found it to be like some sort of miracle. And I just told him, ask and you shall receive. Yep. Whole life. And like a charm, as we were talking about how if you have this negative mindset, then for sure, like it's the self fulfilling prophecy of Always. everything wrong will go wrong. Mm -hmm. But then now that you're turning into more of a positive point of view, things will go right mm -hmm. eventually. You have to shift. Yeah. Yeah. There's a shift. The shift is happening. And it is such a privilege to see that, to witness that. Mm. Yeah, that's that's truly beautiful that he is shifting, mm -hmm. he's turning a new page, a new leaf, brand new chapter, and everything is following suit. It's a yeah. domino effect. Everything that we do in this life, in this minute, is creating a ripple effect. Yeah. Where it's going to end, who knows? Yeah. That's not my goddamn business. But it is affecting everything around us and especially in our experiences. So when you are shifting, mm -hmm. is that from victim mentality or being a doormat and never saying no and uh, being constantly a slave to other people's opinions, mm -hmm. Right? Like, oh, what the neighbor's going to think. Oh, yeah. what the mom going to think. Dad, or who cares. And when you shift that and you grow 
and confidence. Mm -hmm. And it's not an overnight process. Like a lot of people think, oh, I just need to think positive and everything going to be, you know, perfect instantly. No, this is not instant coffee, honey. It's not. (laughs) It's a process. (laughs) So again, it is such a privilege to see. uh, And uh, you know, that elephant example that I gave maybe I think it was yesterday or not too long ago mm. about the mindset yeah. about how this baby elephant uh, had this rope tied around him mm-hmm. and yeah. didn't move from the pole. He was the one that posted that on the, on the server. Oh, he's our and elephant. He's yeah, our he's elephant. our elephant. <laughs> and well, he wanted to talk to me because he was feeling very anxious yesterday. And his, he said that his chest was hurting mm-hmm. because of this, uh, a counseling session that he went through with his ex-wife. Now, normally he does these counseling sessions alone Mm -hmm. for his own mental health, Mm -hmm. but he decided to have his counselor as a mediator Mm. because he wanted to discuss with her why he should get custody of their son. And during their session, the counseling session, she was trying to gaslight, but it wasn't working because there was a mediator. Mm-hmm. And also it wasn't working because he started to see how how she was gaslighting. He, he notices these red flags right away, as opposed to before he would be conditioned and it would just, it would work. Mm-hmm. And apparently... It got so heated. Well, he remained calm. Mm-hmm. Um, but she got so heated mm-hmm. that she at some point threatened him, saying things like, I'm going to gouge your eyes out. Oh. Oh, I was waiting Whoa. for an explosive omelet. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I was so shocked. I said, Whoa, was she threatening violence? What? There's no way she's stable enough to be a parent. Oh no. No way. Oh no. Oh no. And especially what's good about it that it happened with a witness, right? Oh yeah. It wasn't just in four walls anymore. Uh-huh. That's exactly why he wanted a mediator so that uh I think during the custody battle he'll have a um a witness for uh what was it called? Uh personality or or uh, the character yes yes the character so as a yeah so it's not just a hearsay exactly yeah yeah no that's that's smart because it did come out of her mouth well gouging eyes out (laughs) i would say it comes out of other places too but Uh, so, you know, I, I wished him the best and then I told him to focus on himself and that, uh, listen, it's normal to feel all these emotions that you feel, you know, whether it be anger, disappointment, upset, mm-hmm. these negative feelings. I understand. Absolutely. And it is normal to feel that. Now, what you do with it is what matters. Yes. It, yep. It's what counts. And yes. I told him he did a great job showing his maturity not giving in to her taunts mm-hmm. uh, and not exploding and all of that. He kept it in. He kept his emotions in check mm-hmm. and uh, he remained calm. Beautiful. Bravo. Bravo. Beautiful. Yes. Bravo. Yes. Good job, buddy. Good job, yeah. our little elephant. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Because see, that yeah. shows maturity. Absolutely. Because... When you are not reacting anymore, mm-hmm. see, like the, the wound mm-hmm. is healing. Mm-hmm. But if it's wide open, everything is like a salt, mm-hmm. right? So he knew he was, he has been distanced enough from it mm-hmm. to see what it is. Because when you're in a muck of it, when you are marinating in it, mm-hmm. you don't say Jack. Yeah. But when you step away from that garbage, right, from that, toxic pond of scum Mm -hmm. you see it for what it is and him going through with it and day by day just really really focusing on himself and like you said he started praying and his family's now in his corner which is beautiful see like 
ask and you shall receive, knock and it yeah. will be answered. It all works out because yeah. they could not show up in his life until mm -hmm. he put it out there. Hey, you know, I need help. Yes. It can't come to you until you ask, until you put in the order into the universe, until yes. you tell the waiter, hey, I want some steak and uh, potatoes yeah. and um, <laughs> extra green salad or something, right? You have to put in the order yes. so the cook can start making for you and then deliver it to you. Yes. And so lastly, I told him because he's still... Uh, I want him to wean off that negative mindset that he's been conditioned for so long. Mm -hmm. And so I told him that whatever she's saying to you, you know, they're lies. Mm -hmm. It's all garbage. It, and, I, and I asked him, do you, can you guess why she's doing this? <laughs> and, and then he started to say to me that, you know, I was thinking maybe that she has a valid point. I'm like, no, no, no. No, she doesn't. They're all lies. And let me tell you why she's doing this. It's because she's trying to gain control, what little control that she can't have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because she doesn't hold real control in her life. No. She's not independent. No. She is solely dependent on you and you're the golden goose. Mm -hmm. so, so she's trying to control you because she does no control in any other aspect of her life. Mm -hmm. And then I told him, <laughs> I, I told him, um, I used your example. She's like a barking chihuahua. Yep. <laughs> the smaller the dog, the bigger the bark. Uh, yeah. That's and then you goes. know what he said? He said that uh, it's funny because I'm starting to see that now. God. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> it just, yes. <laughs> Oh. Yes. And so, uh, again, it is so, uh, so nice to see that shift taking place mm. uh, in him. Yeah. And uh, I wish him the best, truly. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no fun being a slave. No. There's no fun. There's no freedom. There's no enjoyment of life when you are a freaking doormat. Yeah. Like, that's not our purpose on this earth. We're not meant to be doormats. It's a choice. Yeah. But it's not what, why we're here. Absolutely. It's about joy and happiness and fulfilling your destiny. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, once we open our eyes and hearts and minds and realize that, we start taking those steps mm -hmm. towards it. That's beautiful. <laughs>